from Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Graham VK4BB. It's the national news from the WIA for week commencing August 15, the weekend of the Remembrance Day contest. And in VK7, please note that due to the Remembrance Day contest this weekend, there is no VK7 amateur radio broadcast from 9.30am. However, this WIA national news is being heard on the VK7 RAD, RAA and RTC repeaters. ACMA checks on solar inverter suppliers. Solar panel installations can cause considerable RF pollution, but the ATMA reports solar inverter suppliers in Australia are unaware of their requirements. In a report our communications regulator ATMA says, in relation to EME, six of the 19 suppliers failed to provide documentation that would meet the applicable radio communication standard and the applicable EME standard. While the six suppliers were able to produce test reports and accurate declarations upon request, it was apparent they were unaware of these requirements at the time of the audit. Later in this WIA news, Australia's ham radio news in audio, video and, more importantly, print, Jason VK2LAW looks at this same issue, but happening now in IARU Region 2. Now, this being the WIA news... Here's our WIA president. Thanks, Graeme, and good morning to all listeners of the WIA broadcast this week. This is uh, WIA president Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and nice to be appearing on the broadcast today with a few messages from the board. Let me firstly just say thank you to Graeme Kemp, VK4BB, for bringing this broadcast to you every week without fail. The whole amateur radio community is greatly indebted for your service and commitment to this terrific broadcast. Now, on to something very important, and that is recognising some recent award recipients for their outstanding contribution to amateur radio. These award recipients were announced at the 2021 WIA AGM, but we thought it was important to announce them on the broadcast today and in the coming issue five of the AR magazine. Now to the award recipients. Technical Award, Carmel Morris, VK2CAR, for her article of Clothesline Wire Makes Easy Multiband Antenna. Our congratulations, Carmel. Hingenbotham Award, Roger Harrison and Sergio Fontana for work above and beyond getting the AR magazine out last year. Thank you to Roger and Sergio for getting us back on track. Al Shortsmith Award, Peter Wolferton, VK3RV for Core Books their continuing value and when governments ruled the ether. Well done, Peter. Chris Jones Award goes to Kevin Johnson, VK4UH, for his dedicated work of promoting microwave activity and articles on media scatter. Congratulations, Kevin. Technical Excellence Award, Roger Clark, VK3KYY, for software development for several DMR radios, including... Radio E Oddity, Bofang, TYT, Simplifying Functionality, Usability and Access for Blind Operators. Great work, Roger. The following President's commendations were also presented to Jim Gordon, VK3ZKK, for his comprehensive articles 
on early wartime radio. Thank you, Jim. Roger Hudson, VK2AOR, for his consistent and diligent service to amateur radio community during COVID-19 in 2020. Great work, Robert. Also, the WA Board met this week on Tuesday night and discussed a range of matters. Look out shortly for the release of the new WAA social media policy, which we hope to have out by the end of the month. Also, after the many years that Ted Thrift served as the WAA club liaison officer, Ted announced a little while ago that he would stand down from this position. The board would like to thank Ted for his contribution to this important role. After an expression of interest process, the WAA board is delighted to announce the appointment of Angelo Guilfru, VK2NWT, as the newly appointed WAA club liaison officer. Angelo fills this very important role as the conduit between all WAA-affiliated clubs and the WAA directly. Thank you, Angelo, for stepping forward, and to Ted, who has offered to transition Angelo into the role. And finally, I hope you've all had a chance this weekend to jump on air for the Remembrance Day RD contest. The band should be buzzing as we speak, and the contest runs from 0300 UTC Saturday, 14th of August, through to 0300 UTC Sunday, 15th of August. So if you're listening to this broadcast on air this morning, somewhere in Australia, you still have a few hours to make a few contacts. This important event commemorates those radio amateurs that lost their lives in World War II. The date of the 15th of August is the date that hostilities ceased in the southwest Pacific. So it's fitting this year, this day falls on the weekend, and for as many people as possible to participate. Make sure you tune across the bands and make some contacts, and don't forget the WARC bands are excluded. And the modes of transmission are phone, CW, and RITI, recognising the communications modes used in that era. Good luck to everybody participating in the contest. That's it for me this week. I'm going to jump on air and try and make a few contacts myself. Stay safe and well, and best wishes, Scott, VK3KJ. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. On the education front, training and assessments in the COVID-free Apple Isle. Reist's next Foundation Licence course and All Licence Assessment Day is being held Saturday, September 25. Now, if you are in VK7 and thinking now is the time, then please let Reg Emmett, VK7KK, the Reist Learning Organiser, know ASAP that you want to go along. Hi, this is Nick, VK7, Whiskey Whiskey. A new book, More Arduino, for Ham Radio by author and experimenter Glenn, KW5GP, builds on the successes of his two previous titles, Arduino for Ham Radio and More Arduino Projects for Ham Radio. This one, More Arduino for Ham Radio, introduces new Arduino boards and add-on modules, followed by an overview of the software, tools and technology 
techniques to bring projects to life. You get 10 practical projects that demonstrate a wide variety of applications and include detailed descriptions of how the software sketches work. Each is complete with ideas for you to add your own personal touches or create your own projects using the information presented. That's part of the fun of the Arduino and open source communities, building on the work of others, then sharing your designs and innovations for others to learn, modify and improve. More Arduino for Ham Radio is available from the ARRL. This is Nick VK7 Whiskey Whiskey signing clear. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. We start as usual with news from Region 1. One could be excused for thinking lots of emails should travel this way. A UK broadband rollout trial to target hard-to-reach homes through pipes has been suggested. Fibre optic cables fed through water mains to connect homes, businesses and mobile masts without digging up roads. Yes, fed through the country's water pipes as part of the UK government's plan to speed up the nationwide rollout of lightning-fast broadband and mobile coverage in rural areas. Let's hope they're flushed with success. A brand spanking new Austrian amateur radio call book. This new edition of the Amateur Radio Callbook has been made available for download by Austria's Telecommunications Authority from August 1, 2021. And best of all, their regulator has seen fit to publish in both PDF and Excel spreadsheet. Seamus, Echo India 8 Bravo Papa, reports on a public consultation taking place now relating to internet-connected radio equipment. Writing on the IARU Region 1 site, he says... The EC Better Regulation Portal permits citizens and businesses to share their views on new EU policies and existing laws. The title of this initiative is Internet Connected Radio Equipment and Wearable Radio Equipment. This is a proposed delegated act which has been the subject of discussion for some time. Interconnected radio equipment includes virtually all devices that have a network connection. The aim of the Act is to improve the cyber security of these devices by constraining the upload of software. This has potential implications for radio amateurs and experimenters. Flocking crowds to NRC The RSGB National Radio Centre NRC is seeing amazing visitor numbers. In fact, since the easing of some COVID restrictions in the UK in July 2021, they welcomed close on 8,000 visitors. And on the last Saturday in July, there were 639 in a single day. The RSGB continues to put emphasis on the well-being of visitors and volunteers. Visitor numbers are carefully monitored and the RSGB is asking visitors and volunteers to continue to wear a face covering or face shield, use the hand sanitizer stations frequently and to respect social distancing within the NRC. Or as WIA News says, remember the three W's. Wash your hands, wear your mask, watch your distance, 1.5 metres. News from Region 2, Brazil's National Amateur Radio Society reports on the in-metro public consultation on the technical standards for solar panel installations which have been known to cause considerable RF pollution.
Lebray, through its Spectral Defence and Management Group, registered its contribution to the in-metro public consultation in the revision of the Ordinance on the Technical Quality Requirements of Photovoltaic Systems. Where the League defends the inclusion of the requirements, electromagnetic compatibility based on international standards with the objective of reducing the generation of interference to the radio communication spectrum. Labre's work in this, therefore, is of paramount importance for the defence not only of the operating conditions of the amateur radio service, but above all the defence of the entire Brazilian society, highly dependent on the electromagnetic compatibility between sectors such as the generation of energy, telecommunications, the Internet of Things, life support systems, aviation, electromedical, etc., amongst others. Inmetro also received statements from other sectors of society and will assess contributions to drafting the new regulation. NASA heliophysicists have released a revised prediction for Solar Cycle 25. The report generated by Ricky Eglund, a solar physicist working in the NASA Space Radiation Analysis Group, now calls for the peak of Solar Cycle 25 to top out at a value of 195 plus or minus 17, based upon the new scale for calculating smoothed sunspot numbers. For reference, Solar Cycle 21 peaked at an SSN of 233 on the new scale, while Solar Cycle 23 peaked at an SSN of 180 on the new scale. If this prediction holds up, ham radio will see excellent worldwide F-layer conditions on 10 metres for several years around Solar Max. Six-metre conditions should be good in the equinox periods before and after solar max with consistent openings on medium-haul polar routes. Six-metre routes traversing the equator should experience consistent openings plus or minus nine months from solar max. To Region 3, Worth a Google is a new military communications device from Australian company Barrett. The Barrett PRC4090HFSDR transceiver is the centrepiece of their range of tactical HF communications equipment. It combines software-defined radio technology with intuitive ease of use. When teamed with other Barrett HF products, this versatile PRC4090 transceiver provides secure email, data transfer and telephone connectivity within an HF network and outwards to international telephone and internet networks. Weird and wonderful. It seems there's no way to escape advertising these days, and now news that a Canadian company has contracted SpaceX to put a billboard into low Earth orbit would appear to end any debate to the contrary. Startup Geometric Energy Corp. GEC tells Business Insider the next year it plans to blast a satellite into space that will allow advertising to be beamed from Earth and displayed on a pixelated screen on the side of a spacecraft. But in case you worry that giant space billboards will forever ruin a romantic walk under the stars, you should know that GEC's planned spacecraft, rather than being visible from the ground, The ads will be photographed using a high-tech selfie stick and will be live-streamed on YouTube or Twitch. As the advertising gurus of the world say, watch this space. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. 
Ardi or Ramisa contest this weekend, August 14 15. Alara contest, here's contest manager Sue. The Alara contest will be held again on the last weekend of August, that is Saturday 28th and Sunday 29th. Starting time is 0600 UTC, finishing 24 hours later at 0559 UTC. All YLs and OMs are invited to take part and it is hoped that YLs especially will enjoy this contest. It's not about making the highest score but to enjoy a chat with those that we don't usually meet on air. So please turn on your radios and join in the fun. Oceania Contest. Voice from 0800 hours UDC Saturday October 2 to 0800 hours UDC Sunday October 3. CW from 0800 hours UDC Saturday October 9 to 0800 hours UDC Sunday October 10. Spring VHF UHF Field Days November 27, 28. DX window. Bouvet or not Bouvet? It has just been announced, just a few short days after VK2 LAW Jason gave us some insight on this WA National News last week, that the Booby Island team have just signed a contract with an expedition vessel with a proven record and experienced polar crew that will take them to Bouvet in November 2022. The vessel is the Marama. Marama's cost is significantly reduced compared to the previous Braveheart charter. The QH at Bouvet will be at Cape Fi at the southeast part of the island, the only feasible part where a de-expedition can safely set up the camp on rocky ground. A wide area of 150 by 800 feet to set up the camp and antenna farm. Bruce, ZR1AAO, is once again back in the South Cook Islands and Rarotonga GAD, OC013, until August 19, signing as E51AAO. Activity will be hollow stop only on 14 20 metres SSB and most likely place he pops up is on the NZDX net 14183 at 0515 Zulu and some has been known to hang around after the net for some QSOs. European Russia special event. Listen for the following special stations active throughout the month of August. R20 RTRN R20 RTA R20 RTM R20RTT and R20RTP. Activity to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Radio, Television and Radio Broadcasting Network, RTRN, which started on August 13, 2001. United States Special Event Members of the Alabama Contest Group will be active as K4A between 0000 Zulu hours September 5 and 2359 hours Zulu September 12 to reflect and remember the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Activity will be on the various bands using CW, SSB and digital modes, Britty, FT8. Taiwan. QRV is BX30ARL until the end of 2021, marking the 30th anniversary of the Chinese Taipei Amateur Radio League, BX30ARL. Has been heard on 40 through to 6 metres. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole VK3GTV.
Hello. Our first Worldwide Special Interest Group category is Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program and other adventure groups. The VK7 SOTA Worldwide Flora and Fauna Parks Group is now meeting twice weekly on Mondays and Fridays from 10.30am till 12 midday at the Glebe Gardens Cafe in Henry Street, Launceston. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Faith. Churches and Chapels on the Air is taking place on Saturday the 11th of September and most activity will take place on the 80 and 40 metre bands on SSB between 10am and 4pm UTC. If you're intending to put a station on air at a local church or chapel, please ensure permission has been obtained and any COVID rules in force are observed. Like in most of the Christian nets on air during the Churches and Chapels weekend, you may often hear the number 501 bandied around. Whilst it's common to hear the amateur greeting of 7-3 used when ending a QSO, on Christian amateur radio nets, you may also hear 88, which means love and kisses. Wishing someone good health is 99, and to wish them God bless, it's 100. A now departed ham often told of a Scottish lad who was dying. With his last breath, he whispered to his friend, one for one. The next time the friend was in church, he began to thumb the pages of the hymn book. On reaching 141, he realized the message his friend was trying to convey to him was the hymn, 141. God be with you till we meet again. Later, a WACRAL member added all of these numbers together. They totaled 501, and since that time, 501 has been used in Christian amateur radio nets. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, AO92 returned to service for daylight operations only. AO92 has been commanded into carrier-operated repeater mode, where the bird operates as a simple FM repeater and there is no telemetry transmitted. As the battery condition is poor, please only use the AO92 satellite when it's illuminated by the sun. The satellite may shut off even while illuminated if the bus voltage drops below a point at which the transmitter cannot operate. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA We don't hear too much of this type of island hopping in these COVID-19 days, but taking island hopping a hop, step and jump further is YAN, FO slash F1SMB, visiting seven French Polynesia islands until Monday week, the 23rd of August. From Morea, OC046 to Taha, OC067, Bora Bora, OC067, Tikahau, OC066, Rangaroa, OC066, Fakarava, OC066, and finally from Tahiti, OC046. Yan is working QRP on SSB and FT8, mainly on 40 but also on 20 metres. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. The Southeastern Amateur Radio Group, EI2WRC, will activate Hook Lighthouse, ILLW reference number IE0003, on Saturday and Sunday, the 21st and 22nd of August, as part of the 24th International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Hook Lighthouse is located on the southeast coast of Ireland in County Wexford. The present structure is about 800 years old and is the oldest intact operational lighthouse in the world. Worldwide Special Interest Group Maritime What happens to British ships when satellites don't work? Colin Butler, writing in the ICQ podcast, says the Royal Navy and Britain's merchant fleet, along with most others around the world, rely on satellites for navigation. But what happens if they don't work? 
It's a question that troubles the former First Sea Lord, Lord West of Spithead, who has spent months trying to find out if the UK has a backup plan. In the 1960s, ships had radio systems which used the same technology as today's mobile phones to pinpoint locations. He said, Every country in the world has shut down these radio transmitters, leaving seafarers dumbfounded, because rogue states or an electromagnetic pulse from the sun could severely disrupt satellites. In 2019, the Stenner Impero, a British flagship, was probably lured by Iran into its waters using spoofed satellite data, says the editor of Lloyd's List, Richard Mead. Ships are essentially big floating computers nowadays, while spoofing and jamming are essentially forms of hacking. In 2015, the French and Norwegian governments decided to cease their Iloran transmissions, meaning navigation via radio alone has since become impossible in Northern Europe. Iloran remains the favoured radio backup alternative for those concerned about the situation, such as Lord West. And if all else fails, ship's officers are expected to know how to get by using traditional methods, according to the UN International Maritime Organization. Among them, a knowledge, understanding and proficiency in celestial navigation, using the position of stars. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Medical. This year's International Air Ambulance Week will take place between the 6th and 14th of September with a focus on supporting and generating donations for flying medical services around the world. The event covers two weekends, giving we amateurs a great chance to get involved and support the event. Registration will be mandatory and all stations taking part will be issued a registration number. The event's date has been set to coincide with the UK's own funding drive week for its own helicopter ambulance services. The event is intended to commence on the fourth weekend of September annually and is run by the same team which operates the well-established International Museum Weekends. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Yota, Youngsters on the Air. The Bridgeland Amateur Radio Club in northern Utah, USA, has received a grant of 18000 US dollars that's close on 25,000 Aussie dollars from the non-profit Amateur Radio Digital Communications to fund the club's initiatives to engage and educate youth in amateur radio through hands-on space science activities. Utah Section Manager Pat Mallon, N7PAT, who came into office on July 1st, said... This grant in the Bridgeland Amateur Radio Club demonstrate the important role amateur radio can play in furthering STEM education, which is critical to continuing Utah's high-tech economy. Pat said the prime movers behind the grant initiative included the club president and secretary. ARDC has said that it intends to award a total of several million dollars in grants of varied amounts to qualified beneficiaries to be used in accordance with ARDC's mission. In other youth-related news, the CQ Worldwide DX contests now offer a new youth overlay, available to all competitors who are 25 years or younger as of the dates of the events. To support this change, youth overlay entries will be highlighted in the results, as is now done in the case of classic and rookie entries. Plaques will be available for winners in this category. For WIA National News, I'm Cole. VK3GTV. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. On the 2021 social scene, and due to COVID 19, please always check these events direct for 
up-to-date status information and, even without COVID, dates have an uncanny knack of being changed at last moment. Case in point, VK4 Redcliffe Amateur Radio Club's car boot sale has been shifted to Saturday, August 28. VK3 and Bendigo, August the 20, their 20th meeting looks at the efficient use of the HF spectrum. Hi, this is Graham, VK3 GRK from Bendigo. Bendigo Amateur Radio Electronics Club invites you to our August meeting. Barrack member Mike Tobin, VK3 AHA, will provide a very interesting discussion on the efficient use of the HF spectrum. Discussion points will include a guide to ACMA emission designators, history of DMODs and required bandwidth, attempts to acquire released spectrum for non-amateur communication, and an example of high-density HF single-frequency working. The presentation commences at 8pm, Friday, August 20th, at the Barrick Club Rooms, Bendigo East Hall, 35 Lancel Street. A gold coin donation would be appreciated, and a light supper will be provided. The presentation will also be streamed on the Barrick YouTube channel. We hope to see you all on Friday, August 20th, at Bendigo. In VK7, the Reese September 1 presentation night is the P25 Emergency Services Network built in Tasmania. In VK4, the Gladstone Fun Day, September 11 at 10am. More details in Q News. VK5, Australian Fox Hunting Championship and the Surg Convention, Mount Gambier, September 18-19. Cardwell Beach Gathering, October 1-4 at the Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park, of course, VK4. Also in VK4, at the Nambour Showgrounds, October 4 is the Sunfest. VK6, Perth Tech, October 23. And wrapping up the year, the Rosebud Radio Fest by Spark, 9.30am, November 14. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.